right, welcome everybody to the Broken Tables podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Vegas, along with our co-host, Rome. This is episode number 19, and this is the AEW Dynamite Review Show. How you doing tonight, Rome? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent, always good to hear. Uh, welcome to everybody watching live on YouTube and those of you listening on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast as well. Be sure to hit that subscribe button or the follow button, depending on which app you are using, and uh, hit that ring notifications. So, uh, <laughs> excellent episode tonight. We're going to get this part right out of the way. Tony Storm uh, is all elite. Everybody was uh, wondering who it was going to be, and I think about 80% of the community believed it was going to be Tony Storm. Wouldn't you say so? Uh, yeah, definitely. That's who I thought was going to yeah. debut, so... Yeah, I think that was the biggest name available besides Athena, but uh, I don't think anything pointed towards her or anything like that. But yeah, so Tony Storm is all elite. Um, we start the show off with uh, CM Punk versus Max Caster. I I was so excited for this. Um, I was hoping they were going to have some sort of a rap battle, but I didn't get my wish on that one. Um, but huge, huge pop for CM Punk. Almost sounded like they were in Chicago, and this was freaking South Carolina. Well, it's because we're living in 2022 and we're living in a timeline where we are gifted with CM Punk. Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. Uh, every every day, every day we see CM Punk on TV is a is a gift. It's a, a gift. It's I was going to say the same that thing. Wasn't supposed to happen. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, Caster's rap. Um, I'm going to have to say that this beats last week's uh, Caster rap, and I think this might be the best rap I've heard Max Caster do. Um, he immediately started with a line about Will Smith, uh, saying, I'll slap you while you're smiling. Um, then he says, you look like you hit more rocks than Hunter Biden. Holy shit. I lost it on that one. I thought that the last line really killed it too, about the V, about the, uh, the V-Packs. Um, so I, I actually wanted to ask you about that. So that one went over my head. Uh, what, what is a Z-Pack? Uh, I believe so. It's in reference to uh, when Punk. Oh, when he pooped his pants in the ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was what it was in reference to. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Jordan. That's a oh nice. He figured out how to make a broken table with um, I don't know how you say it, but with letters in text. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um. So this match was fantastic. Um. Caster impressed me here. I thought they had a great match. Uh, CM Punk comes out with the win, nice and clean. Uh, no, not really any. What was there any, inf- in, you know, uh, interference from Anthony Bowens? I didn't see any. Not so much. Anthony Bowens is actually hurt right now, so he's not uh, really getting super physical. Okay. Um, but man, no, this was an excellent opener, and it was an excellent match, and really everybody brought their A game. CM Punk is having incredible matches and Max Caster is a star. If you're not in on him now, like get in now. Yeah. You know, because this guy, I don't know if it's going to be as a tag team, as a singles guy, you know, whatever it is, like this guy is a star and we are looking at the early stages of a star's career. Yeah. I, um, I see early stages of like the rock, like when he was Rocky Maivia, this really kind of like, that youngness in his face, but his he's still got the body size. That's what I'm seeing. 
I mean, he's got a really good gimmick that people like, and be and by proxy of the gimmick, he does great promos. He's yeah. solid in the ring. He's got a great look. Um, he really held his own against CM Punk tonight, and I think that this was probably the biggest match of his, you know, of his career. Um, yes, he's had tag team title shots and oh, easy stuff like that, and it, you know, he's main evented episodes of Rampage and Dynamite, but. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that this is the biggest match of his career. It was oh, no high profile, doubt. open the show with CM Punk, great promo to start. Um, yeah, it was a it was a killer match. I was super super into this match. Um, you know, at the end, Punk hits pile, uh, pile driver on Caster and puts him in the Anaconda Vice for the win. Uh, honestly, I wanted this match to go a little bit longer. Me too. Um, but that's not a knock against the match. It's just because the match is so good. I look, I remember the match ended. I was like, oh man, they only went like nine or 10 minutes. Like this could have went like another five. Um, yeah. Like easy. Um, but it was a pretty packed night. So I get it. Um, had a really great post-match promo from, uh, from punk. He says that before his time in AW is up, he guarantees more grades on his beard, more scars on his face, and that he will be the world champion. I'm yep. just letting everyone know now. I don't care who the champion is. I love Hangman. I love a lot of other guys who could be champion. Uh, I am 100%, 100 million percent all in for CM Punk winning the AEW World Championship. Um, so that's that's where my that's that's where my hat is in this. Um, just giving everyone the the heads up now. Yeah, that's, that's I, the worst I, I am in agreement. I am in agreement with you 100 percent. Whether it's Cole or Paige, <laughs> it has to happen. It has to happen, and and I get it. Like you know, we've been talking about it. And, you know, Hangman Adam Page is right now, in my opinion, the best babyface in wrestling right now, hands down. Not arguing it. But yeah. now I do think uh, Punk was giving us a subtle hint that he may not win this first uh, go at the championship. I think he was saying, you know, I'm here for a long time, so I'm going to get it eventually. I agree. I think that's a great point. Um, but I mean, I still think that let's give Punk, let's give Punk the championship. I mean, hey, I'm I'm all in, dude. Give it to him. I don't have any problem with it. <laughs> yeah, because Tony Khan doesn't have a problem creating stars, so I'm not super worried about someone like CM Punk getting the world championship for a few months. Nah, yeah, me neither. Yeah, definitely not. Um, all right. Next up, we had a promo with MJF and FTR. Um, they point out that there are posters that Smart Mark Sterling is putting up, uh, banning Wardlow from the premises. Um, MJF continuing this storyline where he's basically treating Wardlow like a Fed wrestler. I'm sorry, a Fed sports entertainer. <laughs> um, he even uses the term uh, something along the lines of the universe. <laughs> he's like. You'll really? never I... see that guy in this universe ever again. Um, I didn't catch that. Here. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about it. He's like, because he doesn't want to mention Wardlow by name. He says, you'll never see that guy in the universe ever, in this universe ever again. Uh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this was a really good lead up to the match later tonight. Um, there was, you know, teasing a breakup. Uh, the FTR gear looked really cool. It was dope. Yeah. Um, it was an NWO homage. Um, 
But yeah, I thought this was a great little promo. There's a there's a sequence of segments throughout the show that have to do with FTR, and like, man, they really killed it tonight. Yeah, I mean, FTR is probably my favorite tag team going right now, especially with the Lucha Brothers uh, on the sidelines and uh, the Bucks just doing whatever the hell they're doing. You know, v- uh, VP stuff, of course, I'm sure. Right. Uh, all right, so next up we had Jay Lethal versus John Moxley. Um, Holy shit. Phenomenal, excellent match. <laughs> yeah. I specifically want to highlight um, kind of towards the end of the match. There is a sequence. It happens when Mox's leg gives out. He goes to hit him with the, um, I think it was the paradigm shift. Uh-huh. He goes to hit him with something and his leg gives out. Yep. Uh, and then the sequence that follows that his leg giving out was like perfection. Like from that to the bell, yeah. it was like a good like minute and a half where it was like just excellent. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect wrestling. Dude, these two, I want to see these two in the ring again sometime. It was really, really good. <laughs> yeah, this was an excellent match. Um, a lot of cool spots. Like I said, the the ending sequence was really good. There was also a spot where they're on the top rope and Jay Lethal kind of pushes Moxley backwards onto the ropes and he kind of lands, you know, yep. in a not very... Uh, in a very compromising position. Um, yeah, this Ouch. is an excellent match. In the end, you know, Mox picks up the win, um, shakes Jay Lethal's hand. Lethal does shake his hand, but Lethal looks distraught, and it looks like we're kind of continuing this storyline into the Super Card of Honor. Yeah, um, that handshake gave me chills, man. Like, that that was, I don't know if, if emotional is the right word, but for me, man, like, I, I got goosebumps when, when he shook his hand. I think it was definitely emotional. I mean, yeah. Lethal is very upset because Lethal is out here putting these excellent matches together, and he just keeps coming up short. Uh, and we heard it from the promo on, I think it was Rampage. It was either Rampage or Elevation. I think it was Rampage, where um, you know he's back to the drawing board. He's got to figure something out, yeah. and you know, one would assume he's probably going to start getting pretty desperate soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think. Uh... I'm thinking he's going to win his ring of honor match and be like, this is where I belong. You know what I mean? Or something like that, you know? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, definitely. I could see him being a, you know, he could be a key factor in ring of honor. I mean, he was always a kind of a ring of honor mainstay outside of his yeah. uh, stints and impact. So it makes sense for him to be there. Yeah. I hope that we do see him still on AEW programming. I mean, I hope I see we all these guys. Like, I know there's going to be a bleeding of talent. And, you know, there's some guys who I want to see on both shows, who I think should be on both shows. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. We don't we don't know yet. Uh, we have we got to get the Supercard of Honor, which is two days away. Very excited for that. That's going to be nice. Um, is that Friday night? It is Friday night. Nice. So... I believe it's supposed to be from seven to ten, so we could go right into Rampage after. Um, I'm planning on ordering that, so I believe I'll be able to. Uh, we'll do like a, you know, we'll do a Rampage and Supercard uh, after show if you're up for it. Absolutely, I was actually planning on inviting you over if you wanted to. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um. So funny little thing. 
uh, and I don't know if you caught this because I even texted you when it happened. But so we were in the middle of a commercial break after that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. One more thing before that. Yeah, the Marina um, Shafir. Quick, yeah, we so we got a package for Marina Shafir, who has been on Dark and Elevation. Um, I think more so Dark. I did catch her last week. I haven't seen everything, every single match she's been in, but I did see her last Tuesday. Um, it was basically a package kind of debuting her to the TV audience. Um, we're, and we do hear from her again later in the show, but it looks like she's going to be kind of bumped up, promoted to the main roster, if you want to, if you yeah. want to put it that way. She's gonna get. She's she's gonna be signed, basically. Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Oh my God, did they finally sign her?" Um, I was just assuming because we were getting a video package that you know that meant she was signed, but apparently, you know, I'm not. Nobody's exactly sure yet, but it would appear she is. Yeah, we'll talk about her when we get to the segment where she kind of comes in again. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to point that out. Anyway, so during the commercial break here, we get a Fed commercial for the Raw After Mania Fallout, and I just think, and I just think to myself, like these fucking losers. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not watching that shit. They wasted all this money. They paid TBS all this money for this for this commercial. <laughs> like. Hey, these these suckers! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Anyway, I was I just laughed. I was like, oh, I don't I don't care if you have Cody. I don't care. I'm not like, yeah. no, it's not. It's not happening. Um, which you know we're still we're still uh, waiting to see what happens with that, and right. when that happens, we will talk more about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we came back from the commercial break, and we got FTR versus the Gun Club. Um, so I don't think that this was the best wrestling match of the night, but like, goddamn, if it wasn't the best segment of the night, yeah, I, I thought that they got so much done with this segment. It was ridiculous. Yep. It was just like, I'm looking through my notes and I don't even know where to begin. It was just so like, you know, FTR comes out, they're working as the baby faces. Now you have them have. A great match with the Gun Club. The Gun Club's best match, in my opinion. I think this is, this was their their best match that they've had. Yeah, I know, can agree with that. Established FTR as the baby faces. It was the best match that Gun Club ever had, which helps solidify them as heels in the tag team division, which we're going to need when FTR and the Young Bucks eventually turn babyface. Which I mean, the FTR is babyface at this point, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. Um, meanwhile, we have MJF on commentary, and he's continuing his war with commentary where he's shitting on Shivani and Ross and fucking Excalibur. And these guys are all just going back and forth, just taking shots at each other. And I'm all about it. And then, you know, so we're going through this match and Wardlow shows up and like, you know, I tweeted this and I actually got a few likes about it, but I was like, this is how you build a star. Yep. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, take notes. I understand 20 years ago you created stars, but you haven't created a star in 20-something years. Take notes. This is how you create a star. Watch this Wardlow segment. The guy comes in. He destroying people. He attempts to give us a shout-out to the podcast. But you know what also? Shout-out to that, that extra, that security guard, for the way he sold that because he made Wardlow look incredible. You... That guy looked like his spine was broken in half. Yeah. You know, he was like, Fuck it. he was like, the table didn't break. Okay, I got to do a little extra. And he's just like, like, oh, God, he looked he looked like it hurt so bad. Yeah. Um, 
And then, like, Wardlow, you know, he comes through the fans, points at MJF. He wants to get MJF. The fans want him to get uh, MJF. MJF's, like, freaking out, mind you. And, like, Wardlow's slowly working his way through the security detail. Wardlow's over. The crowd's going fucking ape shit. Meanwhile, there's a great tag team match going on. MJF is on commentary freaking out. Like, like mind explosion. Like, to yeah. me, this was, like... I'm a big promo guy, you know, and I have segments that I say are my favorites because of the fact that they were promos. But this is probably one of the best all around pro wrestling segments I think I've ever seen because it did so much like and I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but it did so much in so little time and elevated so many people like this, you know, as Martin Scorsese would say, this is cinema. Okay. Like this is this is excellent. This is six stars. Like <laughs> nobody <laughs> even in this segment, honestly, are guys that I would consider my favorites. You know what I mean? Like n- like the guys who like like are Rome's guys. Like Punk's not in this. Brian's not in this. The Bucks aren't in this. Like Hangman's not. Like I, I mean, I love MJF, so I'm an MJF guy. But like apart from MJF, like I wouldn't consider any of these guys like my guys. But like man, just mm, Chef's kiss. This was just incredible. i'm done i'm drinking some water you go ahead you 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 go oh you're good yeah i completely agree um at one point i wrote down here i was like ftr has managed to take textbook wrestling or textbook tag team wrestling and make it incredibly entertaining with no flips no flying you know like the fact that they can do that in this day and age is incredible to me and for me to think that they're one of the best without doing any of that stuff that's that's incredible. It just it really is. Um, those the, those two the way that they're students of the game. You know what I mean. You could tell that they've just studied wrestling for a long time. They just get it. They're just so fundamentally sound. It's yeah. Just yeah, incredible. Just and textbook. they're such a great they're such a great foil to you know what's considered the stereotypical AEW style. You know if you're if you're an out if you're a Fed fan looking in. You know like oh it's just flips and shit. Like no, it's not. there's purpose behind everything they do and if you really want to look at it like ftr no flips just fists as they say um but yeah this was excellent this was just man what a fucking what a what a night of dynamite and what a segment this was this elevated everybody yeah absolutely i can't get over i'm gonna go watch it later the crowd was so loud when wardlow was trying to come down the stairs and just knocking people out like that was that was a loud crowd man yeah, and but again, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're creating a star. You're doing it organically. You're not taking a guy. You're not taking a guy because he's a pretty Samoan and shoving him down your fucking throat until you like him. No, people <laughs> genuinely like Wardlow and genuinely want to see Wardlow beat the shit out of MJF. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and like this build is going to keep happening. Like, remember we talked about it last week. We said something like this was going to happen. And like they did it and they're going to keep doing things like this. It might not be the exact same thing every week and they might go a week or two without them. But like this is going to keep going. And when MJF or uh, when Wardlow, excuse me, when Wardlow finally gets his hands on MJF, like people are going to freak out and it's going to sell a pay-per-view. And that's how you create a star. Yeah. uh, Jordan said he just bought 25 FTR upper deck cards on eBay today. So, Jordan, I'm actually a card collector as well. If you have any questions about that, let me know. 
Um, if you're going to be buying cards on eBay, they should all be numbered. Like this one here, this is an Adam Cole autograph. This is number four out of 25. You want them to be numbered. They're worth so much more. But, yeah, FTR, my favorite tag team at the moment. Easy. Yeah, I, I could keep talking about this, but I think I think we've pretty much covered it. So going to move on. Um, next up, we had – oh, I'm sorry. So after the match even, there was even more to this um, that we didn't cover. Yeah. So MJF comes down to the ring to celebrate with them, and Dax Harwood says, fuck off. Like, yeah, pretty obviously, much. Obviously, no, Mike caught it up, but he was like, fuck off. Like, Wardlow's our boy, and, like, you're our boy too, but, like, we're not about this shit. Like, yeah. you got to knock it off. And MJF's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you guys are the man, you know, and they celebrate, and, the, you know, the, the breakup's going to come. It's coming. Yep, absolutely. But a six-star segment there. Um Next up, we had a little segment about uh, Will Hobbs and Keith Lee. We're going to get them on Rampage, but we'll talk about that later. Can't wait. Um, after that, we had the Jericho Appreciation Society. We had a promo. Um, they're kind of talking about how, like, they're sports entertainers still. They talk about future endeavoring people. Uh, people once again, you know, just – this is how this is how you get the AW audience to hate you. This is how you like. I'm sitting here listening to this, and I'm like, oh fuck these guys, man. Like that, yeah. that's what they're going for. Yo, we got Tony Khan in the chat saying you haven't seen nothing yet. He said he's happy oh, we shit. saw the premiere of Miss Tony Storm. She is all elite, and more signings will be announced this Friday on Ring of Honor Super Show. I love Thanks, you, Tony. Tony. If you're the real Tony, I, you, I would Tony. freak out, but. I probably kind of doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it too, but you know, I'm, I just, you know, I'll take a second. I'll say it, you know, thank you, Tony Khan. I don't Absolutely. care if you're the real Tony Khan or not. This is, this is everything. This is, I was, I was out of wrestling before Tony Khan came along. I was done. And now I'm sitting here doing a weekly podcast and loving every second of it. Yep. Same here. Um, so back to the segment. So they, they talk about how, people from every roster in every company are trying to join the JAS. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, nobody else is getting in. Nobody. It's just the five of us. It'll never be any more. And then they tell Matt Menard, take a peek. And they go, they do a uh, callback to what he's been doing the past few weeks where he looks behind the curtain. There's nobody there. He's like, go take a peek, Hager. Go take a peek. Go take a Give peek. A <laughs> I love Matt Menard so much. Um, and he, he pulls back the curtain and kicks it and Santana and Ortiz are there. Uh, and they just started beating the shit out of them. Uh, we had a great brawl here. Um, and it actually went on way longer than I thought it was going to because it seemed like uh, Kingston and Pride and Powerful kind of had it on lock because, you know, Kingston lays them out and then JS kind of regroups and just dismantles these guys, like just beats the ever-living crap out of them. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a great segment. I was expecting a run-in here, but we didn't get it. So I yeah. thought that was odd because it was, was definitely too. like you. Did you get that vibe too? Yeah, I did too. Because like, yeah, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is going on really long, and like, like is somebody else debuting tonight apart from Tony Storm? But nobody came. Uh, but this is really bu uh, building up to be a pretty big match. Um, I could see this culminating in, I don't know, maybe a blood and guts match. Ooh. 
I can't wait to hear, hear William Regal scream, blood and guts. <laughs> they have to have Regal do it. I don't think they will, but it would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> um, um, all right, so after that, uh, we had the Jade Cargill promo. Uh, Mark Starling is, announces that he has handpicked the 30th challenger, and it is the librarian, Leva Bates. <laughs> Love Leva, man. I love Leva too. So she's been she does a lot of backstage stuff with AEW, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen her on TV in like a year and a half, probably two years. So I, I, I admittedly got a little hype because it's like, oh, that'll be fun. I mean, I don't know how long yeah. she'll last, but that sounds fun. Um but then obviously Jade's like, that's that's a trash. That I don't I don't I'm not interested in Leva Bates. Um so they Sterling says that the other option is Marina Shafir. Uh, who Jade Cargill says she's, you know, that's who she's going to take on. So challenger number 30 will not be Athena like we've been predicting. It's going to be no. Marina Shafir. I think yeah. this is a very odd choice. Well, she's a former MMA fighter. So I don't know if they're trying to play off of, you know, the, the Ronda Rousey type thing, or if they're just going with someone who's, uh, you know, unknown to be a very tough woman. Um, it could be either one of those, but yeah, I think they're they're playing off the MMA thing. It's 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 not really like widely known this girl was MMA, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it could also just kind of be the point of it. But like looking looking at it, you know, Marina Shafir's kind of coming in here. She's undefeated on dark. She's kind of being billed as like kind of like a monster, you know, like you said, MMA fighter, wrestler, mm-hmm. like a very tough, very tough woman, right? So it's like. I don't know. I just felt like I don't think this is the person to beat Jade. I would be very oh, no. surprised to see Jade lose here. Um, but I guess that's kind of the point. They want it to be believable because, yeah. you know, logic says that if if Shafir's coming into the, you know, she's moving up to Dynamite and to kind of like that next tier of, you know, being all elite, then you would assume she's going to come in and make an impact. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I guess, you know, I, I kind of take it back. It's not odd. I think it's actually pretty, pretty good. It means that they're booking well, the yeah. fact that I'm looking at it like that. So I, I, res- I resigned that. That was, it's, 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 it's a good match. It'll be good. Nice. Nice. I'm glad, I'm glad you talked yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like while, while I was watching it, it was weird. But now that I'm like wrapping my head around it, I'm actually kind of changing my mind on it mid. Yeah. Mid- and you know how big of a fan I am of Jade uh, Cargill, man. I've been talking about her for months. And it yeah. just seems like every single segment she gets better at talking and better at wrestling. Um, I thought she did great in this one. Her, you know, her cut the shit, Tony, it's starting to catch on with me. I'm kind of liking that. I'm like waiting for it at the end of every segment. <laughs> yeah, man. Jade's been getting better and better with these promos every week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's really coming into her own with that. We now I am a little concerned because we haven't really seen her wrestle in what has it been like three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. So I'm a little concerned about that because I mean, she kind of needs the, she needs the reps. Yeah. So we'll see how this Marina Shafir match goes. Um, it's not slated for rampage, so we're not going to get it this week. Um, and it wasn't announced for dynamite either for next week, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, now, I think they're holding off on her wrestling right now. Cause you know, Take it away so that we enjoy it more when we get it. So I think that match is going to be a big deal. Right. Um, okay. 
Next up, we had Brian Danielson versus Wheeler Yuta. Holy um, moly. So, earlier, you know, there's been a common theme through the night where we're talking about stars being made. You know, we talked about Max Caster and how he's a star. How he went out there with CM Punk, had an excellent match, left me begging for more. Then we talk about fucking Wardlow, and we talk about how this guy, we just want to see him get his hands on MJF and and just like the star that's being built there, you know? Yeah. And then we get to this match, and like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, Wheeler Yuta is the fucking man. Like, from the beginning of this match, now again, Brian Danielson, one of my favorites, you know? best wrestler in the in the world i don't want it's not you there's no argument to that he uh, is the best regal wrestler called in the world regal called out excalibur for saying one of the best and he says how about the best yes, and excalibur exactly. was like i'm gonna stick with my uh one of the best mr regal is correct yes he Brian is. Nelson is the best wrestler alive probably of all time it's it's not a discussion in my mind <laughs> um, and for Wheeler Yuta to come out and just have an excellent match with this guy, to have an excellent match with Brian Danielson, like in my notes, like I just stopped writing notes. This was such an excellent match. Yeah. It was just like it was crazy from the beginning of the match where they kind of did like a bridge and Yuta was like holding Danielson up and Danielson's kneeing him in midair while they're doing the bridge. I'm like, what the hell? Like, just all the way through the match and we just have this crazy excellent match that really showcased Yuta, but Danielson still obviously got his his moments. You know, we get to the end of the match where we think Yuta's kind of turned the corner. Danielson hits him with the running knee. Danielson Yeah, he goes to grab um he tells Bryce Remsburg to check, make sure that uh Yuta is conscious and to end the match. Yuta says, nope, I'm fine. Keep the match going. Danielson goes to grab his hands to do the uh, the face stomp. I forget what the actual name is. For that. I don't know if there is a name for that, actually. Stomp um, his head in. Yeah, sure. He goes to stomp his head in. Yuta fucking spits in this guy's face. Oh, dude, that's so and gross. Danielson is livid and just kills him. Puts him in the submission move. Yuta passes out, does not tap out. And I'm sitting here like... Tony Khan just created... You know, Max Caster, like, that was a great match. I don't think that was a, a star-making performance for him. But, like, Jesus Christ, Tony Khan created two stars in, in one night. Like, Dude, that's just what it is. Danielson looked so pissed. Like, he was cranking on Yuta's neck. I thought he was actually trying to kill him. <laughs> I mean, it was a great it was a great spit. It was the greatest spit can get. Yeah. It was... He, he... Yeah, he killed it. Like, Yuta... Man, Yuta's great. And Yuta is on the super card of honor. And I am a million percent pulling for him on super card of honor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really hoping that, uh, the Blackpool combat club shows up to recruit him for that after that match. And yeah, possibly, but yeah, I have to be honest. The first uh, time I saw Wheeler, Utah, um, I never thought that they were going to be able to make me, want to see him wrestle like every week you know what i mean like i don't know how to say this like i never thought that they would get him over with me is kind of what i'm looking at i guess and he is as over as can be with me right now 
See, I always kind of dug him. I mean, obviously not in the, I'm not where I'm at now is way different than where I was, but I was like, Oh cool. He's a Philly guy. Who's a really good wrestler. You know, I'm, I'm a Philly guy who loves wrestling. Like yeah. that's an instant connection for me. I'm a big, I like this guy, you know, he's on Twitter, you know, on Eagles game day, talk about the Eagles. So like, you know, there's a connection there. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, wait a second. This guy's also actually like a dope ass wrestler. And now, you know, he's doing this stuff where it's like, he's like, he left the best friends and you know, like best friends wasn't really a good fit for him. And that's no. okay. Like, I still love the best friends, but like, man, like, yes, this is the direction that Wheeler Yuta needs to go in. Just absolutely. Yeah. There was one uh, spot in this match where uh, Danielson went for his uh, submission, the, um, the brutalizer, I think. I can't remember what it's called right now, but Wheeler slipped out of it and just started destroying Danielson with those elbows. That was one of my favorite spots of the night. It was so smooth. It looked so good. Yeah, definitely. So this was an excellent match. Up to this point, like with Dynamite tonight, man, the the hits, the hits just kept coming, and they did yeah. not, they did not stop coming. Um, this is just what a what an excellent night so far. Up to yeah, this absolutely. point, absolutely. Um, next up, we had a quick little segment with Darby Allen and Andrade setting up for the main event tonight. Yeah, thought it was a really great promo that kind of built both of these guys up. Seemed. At this point, I thought it might be the end of the rivalry. At the end of the night, I'm not as sure. But, you know, this was a really good promo that set up for a really good match that would happen later on in the night. Yep. Next up, we had the Undisputed Elite Championship Celebration. Um, so, for starters, they officially have the name of Undisputed Elite. They all, uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon came out with the stolen titles that they had stolen last week. They used tape to cover up the names and wrote their own names on them, uh, which is hilarious. Yeah, I was laughing so hard at the tape when uh, when Adam Cole was doing the boom thing and the, the, the belt was right there on his shoulder. I just couldn't help but laughing. And my, my wife was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, the tape on the title. Right. Uh, um, and then they had this this box and it said party supplies, top secret. Yeah. <laughs> and they opened the box and like five gold balloons popped out. <laughs> Which I also thought was funny that they were gold balloons. I don't know if that was kind of like a throwback to their Undisputed Era day yeah. or if there was, it was just a random choice. I don't know, but I still appreciated it. Um, but just like five balloons flying out. Excalibur's like, oh, wow, five balloons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude. So oh, it was excellent. Kyle O'Reilly made me laugh so hard I couldn't breathe for a moment here when he was kind of like uh he was basically like pretending he was still in the E like in his thought process, you know, he was like, "Oh, we're the everybody loves us. The the the, the rankings don't matter." And then he was like, "Wait a minute. I, I had too much champagne in the back. I don't feel too good." And then he like sits down and puts his head between his legs. Dude, I was laughing <laughs> so hard. Yeah, I thought it was thought it was great. Uh, um, they both, you know, uh, Adam Cole says that Jurassic Express and Adam Page are not there tonight, um, which I don't know who their source was, but it wasn't a very good source. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, so Hangman's music. Uh, anyway, so this was a really good segment because it, for me, this was like the official debut of this group as a faction. You know, not just because they got the name, but 
this this promo kind of basically just laid out who they are and what their goal is and what they're going to do. Before, it was just, it felt like it was Adam Cole and Red Dragon, you know, just friends just kind of dicking around and helping each other. But like this, for me, this was the promo where it really clicked. And I'm like, okay, this is the faction. This is the group. We're here. We're establishing them. It was really interesting not to see the Bucks too, which I think is intentional. Yeah. Um, but so I thought this was a really good segment kind of introducing them. Yeah, I and thought then, it was absolutely great. Yeah. But and then I, Hangman's I, music hits. Oops, sorry, God. I was going to say, I didn't expect them to uh, come out and get their belts back so quick. I was hoping they would keep them, you know, for a week or two, make it really annoying. But yeah. No, I think this was just perfect. I think one week was all you needed. Yeah. Um, But so I thought it was fun that Hangman came out in a Tesla with um horns on it. Gave me like it made me instantly think of JBL. I'm like yeah. Maggle. Maggle go. Uh, <laughs> um but no, I thought it was cool. I mean, I think that fits his character person uh perfectly that he would be driving a Tesla. Uh anxious millennial cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> thought that was great. Uh he kind of goes out there and he fights Red uh the Undisputed Elite. They flee, and then Jurassic Express shows up, kind of evens out the odds, gets some fighting going on, and all around, I think this was a good segment, and the champs get their belts back. Yeah, Jurassic Express actually made it an uneven fight. Uh, all three of them came out, so it was four on three at that point. Christian was there. Yeah. We did not see Dark Order tonight. It was dastardly Jurassic Express. <laughs> well, very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, no Dark Order tonight either. I'm I'm digging it. I don't know if I'm digging it. Again, like, uh, this on-again, off-again thing just isn't really flying with me. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I think we've uh, kind of solidified it as off at the moment. I think, um, you know, I think Hangman and them are done for the time being. Yeah, but then they got to do something then. Yeah. I don't we'll know. We'll see. Um, next up, we had a Thunder Rosa promo. An excellent Thunder Rosa promo. Oh, yeah. Thunder Rosa talks about not wanting just to be the pillar of the division or the face of the division or even, you know, the foundation of the division. She wants to be the face, the pillar, the foundation of women's wrestling, period. I thought that this was an excellent promo. I think that this was the promo that Thunder Rosa should have had la uh, last week. Yeah. <laughs> they should have swapped. I think that. They should have swapped oh, these yeah. two weeks. She should have got to say that last week and then got attacked this week. Yep. Um, but we're back on track. We had a great promo here that not only establishes that Thunder Rosa is going to be a really good champion, but we're also establishing what Tony Khan said last week about the women's division kind of getting, you know, being elevated. Like, this is Thunder Rosa saying, this women's division is going to be the the place where women want to go to wrestle. Yep. And I'm all for it. I mean, the reaction um, Tony Storm it. got definitely going to be where, where the ladies want to go. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we had a FTR promo. Uh, again, this was kind of a common theme through the night was FTR uh, and the pinnacle. Yeah. Um, FTR basically, you know, they talk about how they're the triple A champions. They're on Friday hoping to become the Ring of Honor champions, which I really I hope they do. Yes. Um, I think they definitely de deserve it right now. 
and they then they go on to say that you know but we're we love pro wrestling and just God, like it's such a relatable character right now because like they just these guys is their their face turn is just all focused on the fact that like we love pro wrestling and we love our families and we're just so happy to be here yeah and it's just it's so genuine that you can't help but love it um but so they challenged the young bucks to a match to just you know ftr versus young bucks two. Uh, I would assume this is going to be a fur uh, number one contendership match. I yeah, feel like. I would. Uh, I would assume so. That would that would definitely be my number one contenders at the moment. But I don't know if the Bucks have enough matches to be ranked because the, the rankings matter. They do. That's a great point. Maybe that's but, why they've been on dark the last couple of weeks to get their their numbers up. Well, yeah. Plus, the Bucks have a match on Rampage. Yeah, there we Friday, go. They're getting which the we'll get up. into that. Yeah, they have ways of making, yeah. uh, you know, it may all make sense, but they have ways of fixing it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so next up we had the first match, uh, the first qualifying match of the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, you know, just a reminder, there's going to be a men's tournament and a women's tournament, and these matches that we're seeing are qualifiers for people to get into the tournament. Get into. Tournament starts in May. So this isn't the term tournament yet, we're just doing qualifying matches. Uh, so we had the Bunny versus the de- the debut words the debuting Tony Storm, um, who got a huge pop. This was one of the two women's wrestlers right now that I really want to see in AEW. Um, really three, but two personally, um, Tony Storm, and then I also really want to see Tegan Knox show up in in AEW. Um, yeah, with Athena being a close third. But so, yeah, this was this was great for her. You know, she came out. She was clearly emotional. Um, You know, I don't know if you know this, but Tony and Storm and I have one key thing in common. Um, Do you know what that is? Your birthdays? No, we both said, fuck the Fed, you know. (laughs) Damn it, I walked into that. I shouldn't do that. Instant fan, because you know what? She was like, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. You might as well release me from my contract. Screw you guys. Like, I'm going home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tony Storm debuted, and it was clearly emotional for her. I felt a little bad because I felt like the crowd was just exhausted at this point. She yeah. got a huge pop when she came out. But the crowd kind of just died down and let the match happen. They did try to bounce back a little bit for her. Like, clearly there was excitement there for her. It was just like, man, that first hour and a half of Dynamite was so fucking wild that, like, I just feel like the crowd was a little tired at this point. Yeah. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, it was a great match. They gave the Bunny some great offense, too. So even though, like, Bunny looked really good in this match. Like, she oh, yeah. looked awesome. You know. Um, but Tony Storm looks great. Excellent. So I do want to say one thing here. I don't think the Bunny should have been in this match. Um, so this is the Owen Hart cup qualifier, right? And they were promoting how the bunny is Canadian and she's the first, she's in the first match. How do you have her lose as the first Canadian? You know what I mean? So I was kind of hoping she would go up against somebody that she was going to defeat. Um, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Here we are. Maybe they'll give her like another chance to qualify. Maybe they could, uh, Take that horrible Seth Rollins storyline and make it good for her trying to get back into the tournament. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, sure. I, nationality matters, and I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this was a fine choice, and you know, we don't know who else is in the tournament yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this was a good match. Tony Storm won the match, and she looked great and happy that she's here. Yeah, um, I I like her finisher. They called it the Storm Zero. Uh, just looked like a basic old school pile driver, right? Yeah, it looked like a very uh, a very tight pile driver, just like very yeah. snap and like old but, school, no, like J- Jerry Lawler style, I think. Yeah. All right. All right next up uh, we have I think next up there was a, a Nyla Rose promo uh, on Rosa, right? Yep. So we had a Nyla Rose promo, and Nyla Rose very underrated. I know she's kind of like. I feel like she's like the gatekeeper of like the women's division and like the title contention. Like she's always kind of there. Um, but like, nah, she killed it. This was a great promo from her. I love the line of I'll cement my legacy with your blood thunder Rosa. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I thought that was a great line. You know, Nyla Rose, very underrated. Um, but yeah, she was yep. a good little promo that got to the point. I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nyla Rose. Um, There was actually a Twitter post that said, you know, what's one opinion you have in the wrestling world uh, that would make everybody come at you? And I said that Nyla Rose is better than 98% of the E's women's roster. (laughs) And nobody said a word. I just got a bunch of likes. I was like, oh, I guess that's not such a a bad opinion. (laughs) No, it's not. But also, to be fair, a lot of the... There are people in the Fed that are great workers that are just bogged down by the company itself. Of course, the rules that they have to follow. Like, like I think, I for what it's worth, I think Sasha Banks and Bailey and, I mean, those are the two that really come to mind when I think of, like, really, really good yeah. women wrestlers over there. Um, n- not as hot on Becky Lynch as I used to be. Me um, neither. I think she's just kind of ridiculous and stupid now. Um. Yeah. But Bailey and Sasha Banks are are excellent. You know, those are easily my two favorite over in the E. Easily. Yeah. Hopefully someday they're not there anymore. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see. You never know. Um. All right. Next up, we had the main event. It was Andrade versus Darby Allen. This uh. This match didn't get started right away. It's uh, it was a big street fight. I mean, they didn't ring the bell right away. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't ring the bell because neither guy got in the ring. There was just a huge fight that broke out. Um, Andrade almost put Darby through a table. There was no shout-outs to us tonight. Um, Darby did his skateboard, uh, I guess you would say acid drop. I mean, for the skaters out there, that's what it is. It's an acid drop. Um, Acid drop onto uh, Andrade's back. Uh, Andrade kind of gets the upper hand on the beatdown and basically throws him in the ring. Ref's like, you don't got to do this, Darby. And Darby grabs him and, like, you're goddamn. I don't know exactly what he said, but he basically said, like, you're goddamn. Start the fucking. Start the match. Yeah. Um, which Remsburg uh, obliges him. Um, and then we kind of get, like, a little bit of a one sided thing going on where Andrade's kind of giving, you know, the typical heel beat down. Thought it was a good. Thought it was pretty good. Um, and, you know, all in all, just kind of evolved, you know, where Darby. Dar- Darby. Jesus Christ. Darby Dolby. bounced back. Dolby from Harry Potter. Dolby. <laughs> uh, Darby bounced back, and it ended up being a really, really good match. Dude, this was 
I think this might have been my favorite Darby singles match. Um, there might be one way back that I can't remember at the moment, but man, this match was incredible from beginning to end. Uh, just again, Darby just has no regard for his own safety whatsoever. <laughs> he just throws himself around like a madman. Um, the crucifix off the top rope. Uh, I don't. I guess you would call that a super crucifix. Um, but my God, that that was incredible. That was one of my favorite spots of the night. Yeah, it was excellent. Excellent match. We uh, got some interference at the end, but Andrade picked up the win, which I actually thought was the right way to go with this. Um, Me too. I was a little concerned that Darby was going to win it, but at the end of the day, my concerns were not well-founded. Andrade picked up the what I considered was a much-needed win for him. Yeah. Um, Darby can lose match, all he wants. He's protected. Nobody's going to stop liking Darby anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah. Wins and losses can matter, but you can also protect your guy at the same time. Like, yeah, it's doable. Like we see it yeah. all the time here in AEW. Um, there was a post-match beatdown where the AFO came out and just started beating up Darby uh, and Sting. The Hardys make the save, and yep, we close out the show like that. Man, I gotta say, I love what they do with Sting. They make Sting seem like Superman. He comes in the ring and he just starts kicking the shit out of. He beats up the Butcher and the Blade and Jose. And he's taking them on one at a time, just karate chopping them, punching them all. And it took, like, everybody to jump on Sting to finally get him down. I just thought it was great the way that they portray Sting as such a monster. You know, it's I just love it. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's because, like, in the kayfabe, it's a psychology thing where, like, Sting is intimidating because he's Sting. Like, the face paint still kind of strikes fear in people, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's just kind of like people are like, oh, it's like it's kind of like when you're watching like a Batman movie or something and like there's like four guys, but the guys are like, oh, let's get them one at a time because everyone's just so scared. And it's like it's like that. It's like, all right, well, you get sting. It's like, oh, fuck, he's he got taken yeah. out. All right, I'll get him. <laughs> ah, my arm got broken. Tony, go get him. <laughs> like this thing just keeps going through him, you know? Yeah, I I think it we it's weird that Jose is getting involved in the fighting. I'm like, he looks like a weak, weird lawyer dude. Why is he getting involved? It's like if Paul Heyman gotten involved in me, you know? I mean, Paul Heyman's gotten involved here and there. Yeah, you know, but not like jumping in on a three guys trying to beat up one guy, you know? Yeah, but Jose is a younger guy. He could, yeah, that's true. He's and fine. I I think he's actually pretty ripped. I think I saw a picture of him on Twitter. He posted and he was pretty ripped. Yeah, see, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but that was AEW Dynamite, and man, this is one of the better shows that they've done, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think that again, the show was so strong that the Tony Storm Al uh, Bunny match, even though the debut didn't fall short, that match felt a little short because of how drained everyone was. Like even I was kind of like, "Oof, man, this is, <laughs> this is this is wild." I was not expecting this tonight. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, this was a, for me, this is a five-star show. I mean, yep. my biggest, my biggest knock against the night was that the crowd was a little dead for the second to last match, which that's just how it, that's just how it was. Just how it's it fun. goes, man. When we have such good stuff, you know, they run out of energy eventually and then they get their second win for the uh, main event most of the time, you know, and they got to save some for Rampage too. Most of the time people remember like, holy shit, we still have Rampage after this, like. 
I know yeah, that happened that was, to me. That's the great thing about, <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about Dynamite. It's like you have this awesome two-hour show, and then like, oh wow, yeah, they're oh they're getting ready for Rampage. Oh, that's right, there's Rampage. Yeah. Mm. The kid, the kids behind us when we were there didn't even realize they were like, wait, Rampage is after this. They were like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Um, so I, I just have to get right into it. They announced a table match between the Hardys and the Butcher and Blade. We could not ask for a better shout out to the podcast. So first off, Tony and AEW, thank you very much for that shout out. And uh, what do you think of this, man? What do you think? How's this going to go down? Uh, Well, I think this is going to be excellent. I mean, you're, you're giving us the Hardys in a tag team you know, special rules, you know, gimmick match, a gimmick match. You're giving us the Hardys as a tag team in a gimmick match. I mean, like, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Like, you know, like the last, like, the best tables match, one of the best tables matches I've ever seen was was the Hardys versus the Dudleys at the Royal Rumble in 2000. I don't know if that's the best I've ever seen, but, like, that's one that comes to mind that includes the Hardys. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is going to be a really fun, excellent match. Um, tables will be broken, uh, and we will be very happy to receive the shout out next week. Oh yeah, I think there's going to be multiple. Uh, let's uh let's do a quick prediction here. Over or under, how many tables do you think there's going to be? Uh, I'm gonna go with more than three tables broken. Oh wait See, a second, wait a second. Because... A tables match is over when someone goes through one table, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I know, like, I don't know how the tag, I don't know if we've had a tag team table match in AEW before. I don't know if they're going to go off of the rules of, you know, one table and you're done, or are they going to do the rules? Like, I know that, again, I know that the the Fed back in the day, like for that match, the Royal Rumble one, I know that they had a rule where it was kind of like a elimination, but not elimination, where it's like you had to put both members through tables, yeah, but like the other guy could still help out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think that would be the way to go that each member of a tag team has to go through a table. So like, you know, they put Jeff Hardy through a table, they'll announce, you know, Jeff Hardy has been put through a table. And then if Matt goes through one, then they lose. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I hope, I hope that's the spot. In which case I do think you're right. I think three tables is probably the good number. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, but let's cover the rest of the preview. Yes. Um, so apart from that match, all we have for Dynamite next week is that the Owen Hart qualifiers will continue. Um, there will be a women's match, and that will continue uh, that side of the tournament, and then we will begin the men's bracket qualifiers. And that, so we're going to... That women's sorry, match is going to be Jamie Hayter versus um, Sky Blue? No. So that's for Rampage. That's for Rampage, okay. Um, yeah, they're saying Dynamite, there will be a women's qualifier match that they did not announce yet, um, but okay, it will we be... Know. We do not know yet, no. Okay. Um, and then the men's will also begin next Wednesday. We do not know that match either yet. Um, so that's it for Dynamite. Rampage, this is a really stacked Rampage. I'm really shocked because... Yeah, but I'm shocked about this because Rampage is supposed to be going up against uh super card of honor so i was yeah. not expecting much from rampage but it's it's pretty packed um 
First up, we have the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. That's going to be a fun little match with the Young Bucks and Top Flight. That's going to be actually, I don't even know why I said a little fun. That's going to be a crazy match. Yeah, that's going to be good. We have House of Black versus Fuego Del Sol, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Oof. I'm really excited for that match as well. Um, we will hear from Scorpio Sky, Dan Lambert, and Paige Van Zant. Uh, the next up, we will. There will be an Owen qualifier, like you said, Jamie Hader versus Sky Blue. There we go. We're gonna hear from Chris Statlander as well. I don't know and if I've ever heard her talk. You've heard her talk, have we? Okay. Yeah, we have. We have. Um, well, at least if you watch like BT and like stuff like that, you've definitely heard her talk. No. She's, okay. Yeah. She's, I just mean like I don't think I've ever seen her do like a promo in the ring with, you know. Maybe not in the ring, but she's definitely done backstage segments. Okay. So we, we've we've heard promos from her before. Um, it's it's not really anything too new. Um, and then the main event we have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee. Oof. Big so meaty men really slapping stacked, meat on that one. We have a really stacked rampage here. This yeah. is a this is going to be a crazy Friday night's going to be a really great night of wrestling. You know, we got the Super Card of Honor. And then we have um, Rampage, you know, so that's, yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to even bother taking notes for a news weekly roundup this week, because, I mean, we're going to have plenty to talk about probably on uh, on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, Jordan said uh, Spears push for the Owen Cup. I would love for Sean Spears to get his push in the Owen Cup. That would be perfect choice for me. You know, now that you mention it, I do recall, and I didn't write this down, but MJF did mention that Sean Spears was taking on uh, the captain, Sean Dean, next week. Oh, really? Yeah, now, like, him saying that made me think of that. Like, MJF said it during the, um, I think it was the first promo of the night or after the Gun Club match. He said that. Because he was like, we're starting with FTR tonight, and then Sean Spears is going to take on Sean Dean next week. Ooh, okay. So, I don't know. Maybe that's an Owen qualifier? Yeah, that'd be nice. I could see that. And yeah, I would like to see Sean Spears, you know, kind of do well in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the uh preview. We're gonna have, you know, great night of wrestling tonight, great night of wrestling coming up on Friday. Um, do you have any other things you wanna add? So I was gonna say on Friday for the Super Card of Honor, if that runs like late into Rampage, I'm thinking that we'll just you know, we'll we'll watch the super card and I'm gonna DVR Rampage if that's gonna be the case. And then I'll watch that the next morning and then maybe we do our post show for both of them on Saturday afternoon if you're up for it. Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to see what's going on. Obviously it's birthday weekend, so yeah, don't yeah. know my plan. If not, yeah. we can still do it Friday, no worries. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll uh We'll talk about it. We'll figure yeah. it out, but we'll yeah, we'll definitely be covering everything. All right. Um, real quick. Uh, let's do a quick code watch. Um, I guess everybody is saying that Cody should show up at WrestleMania. I am still holding on to my one little teeny tiny like it's like a thread that you can't even see. It's one of those like invisible threads. Uh, right. that that it's going to be Shane McMahon as Seth Rollins' opponent. And Sunday night, WrestleMania closes, and we see a text or, a, you know, a tweet from Cody, you know, 
you thought I was really going to show up there? <laughs> but so, I mean, for me, I think the threat of hope is Friday. Yes, Ring of Honor. I think Super Card of Honor right now is, uh, excuse me, is that for me? Um, I've also heard the rumors about Shane, and I'm really hoping it is Shane. You know, again, uh, I'm kind of reserving my thoughts because right now my thoughts kind of go, my thoughts differ depending on what the truth is. Yeah. So I don't want to kind of commit to an opinion uh, until we have something concrete. Yep. Uh, I do so, have I mean, to say. Yeah, I, mean, I do have yeah, to say sorry, one thing. If Cody winds up fooling the WWE into thinking he's signing until WrestleMania night or whatever, if he doesn't go there, he will be my hero forever, like forever. <laughs> well, problem is he he was already my hero, and <laughs> this is like uh, this could be the equivalent of like Anakin Skywalker turning into Darth Vader for me. This is. I yeah, mean, dude, that's such a good comparison. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just blew my mind, I mean, bro. I mean, yeah. Like, again, like I, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm sure the takes that I have, if you know, again, if he goes to WWE, then the takes that I have would probably be, uh, be quite entertaining to hear from Fed fans. Um, but fuck them, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of holding my uh holding my feelings about that in until we know one way or the other. So, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but, you know, hoping for the best, expecting the worst at the moment. Yeah, that's how I am too. I'm just, you know, I just I know if when he shows up, it's the, the disappointment and it's going to it's going to hurt. Um See, I, I don't know. I my feelings on it are going to be not so much one of pain, but one of uh, disappointment. Yeah. So, you know, I would say disappointment and anger are the words I would use, but no, definitely not pain. I mean, eh, man, I, I guess it would. <laughs> we'll I see. guess it would hurt. I don't know. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll unpack it when we get to it. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, anything else you want to add? No, that's it, man. That's it for me. All right. Well, this has been episode 19 of the Broken Tables podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed, you know, I would appreciate a like and a subscription or a follow, whatever, you know, wherever you find us. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Um, you know, we will be live hopefully Friday night, if not Friday night, Saturday afternoon, to cover the Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, and AEW Rampage, along with any other little wrestling news tidbits that might pop up in the meantime. Um, but until next time, we will see you guys later. Right on. Rome, Jordan, Tony, everybody have a good night. Peace.